So there will be now companies who are not just picking up the phone saying, I want a 21-ton excavator. They're going to pick up the phone and say, I want a 21-ton machine with top-con connectivity or I want to come out to intelligent machine control. They're going to make that a requirement of the rental. Therefore, the business model is going to exist. But it'll be a slow change. Delighted to be joined by Richard Clement from Komatsu. Um, Richard, you are here to talk primarily about smart construction. I had a bit of an exposure to smart construction at the Conexpo show way back when, before the way world went completely, went, yeah. completely well, bonkers. COVID chased us out of Las Vegas. No, absolutely. Now, yeah. there, there was a big focus there on, on the tools themselves. Yes. But just talking off air there, you're talking about the way that those tools are now being manipulated. Because I think both in, in hardware and software, this industry is guilty sometimes of creating tools and then trying to find something that it, it can fix. Whereas I, I, th I think we're there now. You, you've got the tools and you've got the, the, the solutions to go with it. Yeah, I mean, if we if we look at something like Conexpo or even Baumer or, or trade shows, it's very easy to go and present a product. So this is the product, features and functions, this is what it does. But customers don't get value from digital solutions, from whatever it is, until they do something with it. And, and the, the, the thing with the digital transformation is we need to talk to the customer, understand really what their problems are, what their pain points are, not what they think they are, but what the root cause is, you know, really drill down so we understand that so that we can then help them by applying the right tool so they can make changes to their process, changes to their organization, the way it works to actually deliver value. In the past, it's been a little bit of a challenge because that, involves a high investment of our time and it also requires the customer to be prepared to spend time with us answering our stupid questions about why do you do it like that why you know we have the five whys which is quite painful but the whole point is to drill down find the root cause and then find the appropriate tool which is hopefully one of our tools but might not be to then fix that pain and deliver some value to the customer We've been talking as an industry, I think, about the, this notion of working in partnership with, with our customers mm -hmm. and, and providing solutions. What you're talking about there really is that paradigm shift. You, you, I mean, you really have to understand a customer's business in order to advise in the way that you are. Yeah, yeah. And that's been one of our challenges in terms of learning how to apply smart construction to customers is, you know, we, we traditionally, I'm an engineer, I'm not a construction guy. I come from the factory, so I'm used to doing the analysis stuff. But it's about analyzing and drilling down and getting to know the customer, building that relationship of trust so that when we say we think this is going to work and it's going to deliver this value, that they trust us and they're prepared to go with us on that journey. Because that's what it is. It's a journey of change, this digital transformation. And they need to be invested in, in putting time and resource into that. This really is a change of mindset, isn't it? Because something you've just said there, you might actually offer them a system that isn't even a Komatsu system. So you're you know there's no there's no money to be earned there you you are literally just there advising to get the the very best of their customer i i realize down the line that might actually come back and and pay dividends but that's a different way of looking at things it is and and, and even within our organization you know it's created some i wouldn't say controversy but some discussion because you know i'll say well we want to build a relationship with the customer Whereas our traditional thing is, well, are you not going to sell them a machine? So, no, I'm going to talk to them about what their problem is and work out the best way of, of solving that problem, not just tell them they need a new machine, for example. So, yeah, but it really does reinforce that partnership with the customer, um, the fact that you're, you're understanding their business, they're trusting us, 
to give them the right advice that helps their business to grow. It's interesting that you've mentioned the word trust a few times there, because that, that, that is sales 101. You know, people do business with people that they know, like, and trust. If, if you've advised them well over the past six months, six years or whatever it might be, then you've built that trust and that rapport, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, if we, if we talk about trust, a little bit of a different issue, but, you know, one of the things we do need to build is the trust between the, the primary contractors, the clients, and the kind of guys that we're dealing with, because change like we're talking about digital transformation requires a bit of risk and and people are reluctant to take that risk because we have a very contractually driven low margin business that our customers are in which doesn't it doesn't encourage transformation it doesn't encourage them to take any risk whatsoever because their margins are so tight the contracts stitched up so tightly that they can't they can't take that risk so there's there's lots of trust issues in all of this relationship not only with us but client to, to contractors as well and hopefully what we're seeing here at FutureWorks with you know, what what national highways are doing for example is they're recognizing that they have a part to play in allowing contractors to take a bit of risk perhaps that's giving them some financial incentive or whatever to enable the innovation to be applied one of the things that strikes me is we, we are still very much in this in this country rental and plant hire led are rental and plant hire companies buying into that as a notion? or Because in, in previous generations, it's, it's buy them low and stack them high, isn't it? Oh, exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. There still are com rental companies who are on that, buy them low, sell them high, get rid of them before the first service, You know, get the best discount and the best retail uh, resale value. Definitely, there's still people out there. But there are sort of a newer generation and a more... Um, more sort of transformative kind of rental companies who are recognizing that secondary services that they can provide such as machine control data backup things like this really complement the business model and the environment is right with things like national highways with things like hs2 to be renting machines with the connectivity with the technology so there will be now companies who are not just picking up the phone saying i want a 21 ton excavator they're going to pick up the phone and say i want a 21 ton machine with top con connectivity or i want to come out to intelligent machine control they're going to make that a requirement of the rental therefore the business model is going to exist but it'll be a slow change one of the questions that i've asked people um, that i've spoken to today is this is obviously the first ever future works 2022 using your crystal ball what does future works 2027 look like you know, does that mean we have plant hirers queuing at the door for this kind of thing? Does it mean that we're, I mean, you've just mentioned HS2 and, and projects like Hinkley Point. Is this now the norm where, you know, even a, you know, a, a development of a, a couple of houses merits this kind of investment? I think so. I mean, if I look at sort of things like America, some of the examples you see of technology being used in America, there are guys putting things on YouTube about digging basements. So one house foundation using machine guidance, using machine control. They're guys who recognize that that investment means they can do that job in half the time or whatever. So, yeah, what we'll see is, is a transition from being very innovative to very quickly being the norm. And we've seen that already. Um, drones. When we first started flying the drones uh, five years ago, every time you went with a drone, it was innovative. People were really excited to see it. Went down to Digital Construction Week um, back end of last year in London drones are a commodity now it's not innovative at all how you apply them and what you then do with the data is the innovation the drone is 
off the shelf. I can fly it tomorrow, no problem at all. So yes, we will see a speeding up of that adoption and a normalizing of that. And then what we will have in two, three years, four years time is going to be very interesting to see because it'll be about who can use the data to create the best information to give that competitive edge and that optimization based on this massive amount of data that's going to become to available to us in the next couple of years. Exciting times. I guess my final question, this is the first Future Works. We're at the very, very end of it. Um, what have you made of it? Um, I think tying this in with the um, National Highways announcement, you know, that the um, connected and autonomous plant announcements has been really good. We've seen a very, very high quality, high level visitors coming to the stand to talk to us. A great opportunity to access people who perhaps don't get to see the technology hands on normally. You know, they, they hear the concepts and the visions, but the ability to actually tell them what is there on the market. And we made a conscious effort coming here to say, let's not talk about the vision so much. Let's talk about what's actually available now. Because one of the mistakes is people always talk about innovation in terms of, oh, in the future we'll have autonomous plant, we'll have this, that and the other. There's an awful lot available now on the market that people aren't using at the moment and they need to use that, never mind thinking about five years' time. But I think as a show, it's been fantastic. Great people, really, really good opportunities to have great conversations about the practical issues and also a vision for the future.